The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. I am Kule Ogbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Happy Manawahine Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, hump day. Uh, I apologize, though. I totally hashed it. Well, I didn't fail. I just, I planned for one thing, and the plans fell through. So here we are. So we don't have the featured guest thing that we usually plan for, for Manawahine Wednesday, but... Um, just means you're going to have to stick around I know. for another week, because it was, it was a really <laughs> exciting one. Not to like, tease shoot. it too much. I know. I was like, shoot. You see, even Paul knows, but I'd rather not say who it was, just... Don't want to throw any names out there. Yeah, no. Either way, you'll look forward to it. We will eventually get yeah. it to you guys, and you will enjoy it and understand that, you know what, at the end of the day, it it'll be worth awesome. the wait. Yeah. We still will tag, though, today as Manawahine Wednesday because that's going to be fun. We want to keep it that way and, and start start kind of a thing. Uh, but no, great day yesterday. I mean, what a fun and awesome full day. Mahalo to everyone that tuned into our HPU broadcast and then throughout the evening. Uh, by the way, coming up on the show, we will get you a little bit more coaching, UH football coaching updates, as well as talk some men's volleyball as they get set to take their first road trip of the season after being off for like a week. But as you'll hear from Kurt uh, Neuster, that it wasn't exactly a week off because the coaches make sure that they're not exactly resting so much, but they are getting ready to go to Indiana where they will play Purdue, Fort Wayne, and one of those teams that are always competitive every year, Ball State. But we'll hear from Kurt coming up a little later in the show. All right, so before we get into some of the West conference basketball stuff, want to make sure everyone is aware of the newest addition to the University of Hawaii football coaching staff as Anthony Arsenal has been announced as the new running backs coach uh, that was announced yesterday. He is a native, of course, of Honolulu and a graduate of St. Louis School. And in case the name, the last name does sound familiar, yes, that he is related. In fact, he is the brother of Darnell Arsenal, who you guys guys have heard here on our station, which I texted Darnell yesterday. So I'm going to try to hopefully have him on the show tomorrow uh, so he can not only talk about his brother coming to coach at the University of Hawaii, but also just talk about football. I got to ask him about his Eagles, man. Like what happened? They just uh, fell apart towards the ending of the season. And I know, you know, might be a a tough spot for him, but eh, nonetheless, they won a Super Bowl kind of recently. So hopefully we'll get to talk story with uh, Darnell, but I know he's kind of busy with his athletic director duties at Wailua High School, but uh, his brother was the wide receivers coach for the last two seasons at Nevada. Uh, coach Timmy Chang said, quote, Anthony Arsenal brings value and knowledge of the run and shoot to our program. He's born and raised in the islands, and I'm excited for him to join the Brotherhood. Uh, while at Nevada, Arsenal's receivers combined to catch 278 passes for 3,270 yards and 11 touchdowns over his two seasons. Working with a room full of newcomers in his first year with the Wolfpack in 2022, Arsenal helped lead BJ Castile to All Mountain West honorable mention recognition after catching 48 passes for 581 yards and four touchdowns. And prior to Nevada, he spent the 2021 season as the wide receivers coach at UC Davis, where he helped lead the Aggies to an 8-4 and record and a spot in the FCS playoffs. So 
excited to bring back another uh, local guy to add to the coaching staff at the University of Hawaii. In case anyone's wondering, I think we mentioned this before, but nonetheless, if we didn't, uh, Coach Keiki Misipeka, who was the technically running backs coach last season, he is still on the staff, but he has moved to a non-coaching role. So he is still with us. In fact, there was like a player that had just tweeted about it um, that said thank you to Coach Keiki, you know, for my first offer or something like that. I retweeted it. I'll go look for it. Yeah. So Coach Keiki is still there as he is some, he's kind of like the good tie for the University of Hawaii direct to Samoa and he brings a lot to the program. So fortunately he is still here with us, but just not the running backs coach. And we bring in Anthony Arsenal instead. So like I said, it'll be fun to Hopefully Darnell can text me when he's ready to <laughs> talk story. But uh, I think I kind of the the my exact text message to him was, hey, hoping like, you know, Happy New Year. Want to come talk story about NFL and UH football. I was like, uh, int- uh, <laughs> I put like a interesting coaching hire just announced for UH with kind of like that side smirk emoji. <laughs> and Darnell was like, LOL. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Because he would always bring it up about um, when Hoy would play Nevada and talk about his brother. So I just wanted to throw in that little sly joke like, that's oh, fun. very interesting coaching hire that's coming back to Hawaii. But I'm sure he's excited. And I'm looking forward to talking to our Darnell Arsenal about, yeah, and hearing maybe some fun stories. Because, you know, brotherly love, you always got to hear the fun stories about your brother. <laughs> it's the best part about it. Plus, yeah. if the beautiful people know anything about when we talk about coaches or talk to coaches... We're always trying to learn the the inner details. You know, yeah. we, we're all fine with the sports stuff. We know sports. It's we want to know them. So we'll get the we'll get the good stuff. Um, Bonga Paia um, or Paia. I apologize if I have completely biffed your name. Um, that is the the offer that went out. A six foot five, three hundred and sixty pound lineman, <laughs> offensive lineman. At that, um, I say this all the time. Um, when it comes to coaching, you can't teach size, can't teach, like those are natural given gifts and abilities. You can teach football, you can teach the Mm -hmm. sport, you can teach the skills. All you need, it's like a, uh, a moldable ball of clay, right? That's the cliche that it's used. That's why I'm really happy to see Coach Keiki still on the staff and whatnot, because he does bring so much value, especially Mm -hmm. there in the recruiting and where he brings relationships with these players. So Really, really glad to see him still on staff and still, I mean, goodness gracious, like thing. I said, six five three sixty offensive lineman. Yeah, yes, please, come on in. So much size. I love to see it, but man, you're just like looking at all this size coming in and it's, oh my goodness. Somebody is going to I be mean, able to to block next year, whether it's for Braden, whether it's for Micah, whether it's for John, uh, It's somebody's going to be blocking. And Tylen Hines is going to be healthy that year. And so, so are all of our other backs, you know? That's why we're adding that size up front. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. All right. So, recapping the newest coaches, coaching changes on top of uh, Anthony Arsenal, new running backs coach. And we've talked about it extensively before with Dennis Thurman as the defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. Dan Morrison returns as the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And Jeff Reinbold returns to the University of Hawaii as the defensive line coach. I also saw, um, cause speaking of how spring practice starts next week, Monday already, I saw Steven Sai 
tweet that the Kentucky wide receiver transfer, Kel Crowdis, is on campus as well. And I'll tell you what, like just from that picture, I mean, you can't really tell how, how tall he is uh, per se, but he does have some width to him as like he has some good size for like a wide receiver coming in. I just I remember first seeing that he was going to commit and sign with the University of Hawaii that he saw, you know, what was going on with our receivers over here and the Stephen McBride coming over from Kansas. And he's like, hey, I want what that guy has, you know, being at a, a, a school like Kentucky, but not getting the type of reps you you get you want to get and because essentially you want to get noticed you need to get reps you want to make it to the next level that is the nfl so as coach sheffield said come to the land of opportunity opportunity. we will take you here at the university of hawaii so i'm excited to see him in action once spring practice gets started and of course micah alejado and all of these new guys seeing just how big in person these linemen and the guys in the trenches really look. So we just got a few more days left until we can see. And I need to remind Matt Chan, I texted him a couple of days ago about the um, getting us the spring practice schedule. And he said he was going to send it over. The only thing that's still up in the air is exactly what's going on with the spring game. But for the most part, I told him, send it my way so that we can plan accordingly and go out there. Because normally, uh, Timmy is very he's open you can go to practice uh we'll get final confirmation and let you guys know but i haven't heard otherwise and i'm oh my gosh i'm so excited it's gonna i just want to see how like it's shaping up now and see the new coaches out there oh man it so i think about every off season and obviously this is gonna sound funny because i'm a jets fan where the off season champions 13 times and 13 times running going on 14 um but no it, it feels like hawaii has been the off season champion for the most part where i mean a massive massive experience on the coaching staff staff side in terms of hiring over 100 years worth <laughs> of coaching staff experience joining on with that youthful exuberance that there it still exists and then on top of that I mean, it, it's almost like it's Christmas morning, right, where mm-hmm. you're coming down and I don't want to compare the players to, uh, you know, objects, but it's almost like, oh my gosh, we're opening up so many new gifts for Hawaii football that these new talented players are stepping into the brotherhood to get ready and put on for the state, put on for the school, mm-hmm. put on for each other. And it's so exciting because it's your first taste of it the first time you get to see it it's it's opening day before opening day (laughs) you know it gets us through until we finally get to summer camp which is still so far away yeah because you're right it feels you know last season I'm sure they wanted to get tally a little bit more wins but you could start to see towards the stretch like all right we're starting to hopefully figure things out in the middle. Was, uh, we kind of had like this high right in the beginning of the season against Vanderbilt and like, oh, man, we're going to be good. And then things kind of stalled in the middle of the season. And then towards the end of the season, you saw it going up again. And this is Timmy's third year. And now it's almost like a a, a new reset because you're bringing in coaches at very important positions on both sides of the ball and your DC and OC roles and then defensive line and now running is back running backs coach so it almost feels like yeah like a reset like Paul said a Christmas type of feeling and then also getting these transfers and then early signing day and not to mention we have the actual national letter of intent day that is still yet to come and 
expecting big things. By the way, uh, going back to Kel Crowdis, he is listed as 5'10", um, but he did spend the three seasons with the Wildcats at Kentucky, only having recorded four catches for 82 yards his redshirt freshman year in 2022. And he was a highly touted four-star recruit out of Frederick Douglass High School in Lexington, Kentucky, and was the 51st best receiver and 300th overall nationally by 24-7 sports. So he clearly has some talent, And but you go over to Kentucky, eh, only a few catches, and you see what Stephen McBride did. And of course, I, I, know, I don't want to forget about Pafele Ashlock and our other receivers. I only say Stephen McBride because of his situation of not getting that type of reps at Kansas and coming here, and all of a sudden he's like, whoa, getting all the reps that he could ever ask for. So someone like Kel Crowdis is like, um, yes, please. Let me, I'm going to go over there. Who cares about like staying out of Kentucky school? Like, I need to well, play. <laughs> so, and, and that's something that I feel like a lot of kids are starting to – kids – uh, a lot of kids are starting to realize that the name, especially in today's day and age, the name of the school matters less and less and less if you are not getting any opportunity to mm-hmm. put something on film going forward. And that was a big reason for Stephen, pardon me, Stephen McBride's transfer and big reason you saw him explode onto the scene. We've talked about the land of opportunity and this is another player who, I mean, the coaching staff clearly has a vision. The coaching staff also very clearly trying to make sure they have the fastest wide receiver room in the country because, <laughs> oh my goodness, Stephen McBride, exceptionally fast as well. But then you read a little bit about DeKel Crowdis and you're like, okay, you know, he's 5'10". He, I'm sure he'll maybe a slot back, something like that, a slot receiver. And then you read Frederick Douglass coach Nathan um, McPeak he is track fast, but it, he translates that to the field. If he touches the ball five times, he could score five touchdowns. He's not as big as Lynn Bowden, who ended up going to the NFL, but he can do some of those things. And that's that's exciting, especially considering that would be three years ago when he was still in high school. Whew. Give him the college training regimen, the strength, the speed training on top of that natural ability, and then let's go. Let's go throw a couple of bombs to him and put up some points and go win the Mountain West, folks. And of course, our offense. That's another thing to add to wide receivers, especially. The ball is going to get thrown, so that's why you want to come somewhere like Hawaii, knowing it's going to get thrown. How many games last year did we see seven, eight, nine, ten receivers receive targets throughout the game? Mm-hmm. In fact, like eight different guys, seven different guys every single week having receptions, not including your backs. So it, it's, it's crazy. We throw the ball a lot in Hawaii. If you want the ball to be thrown, come, come watch or come play. I'm so excited. By the way, shout out to our friends at Warrior All Access, making it so easy to navigate all of their notes. Go to warriorallaccess.com for some of the breaking news. Follow them on social media for all of what it says. Your Warrior All Access, as it deals specifically, though, with football. They have everything there. I did want to bring up a couple of things before we go to break. Actually, no. You know what? Let's take a break, and we'll just continue our UH football conversation when we come back on Wake Up in the Den.
Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kukule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Talking some University of Hawaii football. Got you the new coaching news as Anthony Arsenal is, has been named the new running backs coach. And going through some of the players, uh, just getting geared up for next week, Monday, when spring practices start. I'm so excited. I just want to see all of the new players in action that are coming to town. So uh, I kind of mentioned, well, I think I had texted Paul. I went to Broadhood Grinds last week uh, for, to one of the days that featured football. And I got to meet Dion Washington, that defensive uh, lineman transfer, 6'3", 290-pound kid out of Nevada. And I tell you what, like, great guy, very, very well-spoken. He was very fun, wants to become a an attorney that specializes in personal injury. So I was like, wow, I, I, I'm always so fascinated when, you know, some of these, these young people have completely different like career aspirations because you can tell they're genuinely carving their own path and not just, oh, I'm just going to kind of do this or that. Obviously with all of them, they want to make it to the next level, but he definitely has a plan. Very well spoken. I enjoy talking story with him. Also sitting on the table next to us was the new running back coming in, a Christian Vaughn, the 5'11", 220 pound transfer from Butte College. He, this is the what I don't think I told all of you guys, but I was texting Paul. Like, he is a true, like, I don't even know maybe if he is 5'11", but he's around, he's maybe a little taller than Tylen Hines, but he is just, like, stacked. <laughs> I don't know the best way to explain it. So he is definitely a true 220-pound, like, you know, back that you can give to the ball and hopefully, like, bust through and make his own pukas. But I was like... Dang, he's he like barely has a neck type of big. Like this his traps are huge and he's just like stacked. So I thought I like my running backs. I know. I was like, man, this kid. I'm like, okay. But he he looks and it's weird because I don't know, maybe it's because I, I am an athlete and I coached athletes and sometimes you can just tell, but you can tell that he's just agile, if that makes yeah. sense. You can tell sometimes, right? Like just when you look at Certain players and well, how they walk. Well, there are people who look bulky, yeah. and there are people who are big. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference between because if you're bulky, then you look awkward when you move. Yeah. But if you're just big, if you're like strong, and he's big, and he's his strong. Legs, his legs are like massive, Tree which trunks. is exactly what again you want to see in that type of running back to just be able to you know get that yards after carry and not just be easily tackled yep oh my gosh but i was like looking at him at the table next to us i'm like yep and it's it's a good balance to a thailand hines multiple guys like that they've brought in this off season as well and i want to want to in a uh very safe for work way bring up something that marshawn lynch said um years ago and it's to run through a naysayer's face. Um, and it's, you just do it over and over and over and over <laughs> and over. And eventually they get tired, right? They don't mm-hmm. want to get hit anymore. They don't want to be run over anymore. And with a guy like Christian Vaughn, when you get hit over and over and over 
by a running back who looks like a defensive lineman or a linebacker, you're eventually like, dang, man, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then Tylen Hine comes out there. And Tylen Hines, Speedy. This, this dude, he's the Flash. He's going to go out there and you hand the ball off to him. And especially after the defense is worn down by over and over and over again with Vaughn, then you all of a sudden you see Tylen Hines. All he needs is one of those pukas and he's to the house. And then, yeah, not to mention how we keep talking about the guys in the trenches. I feel like there yeah, will be a little bit about... more of the pukas being open this season for Tylen Hines. That's all he needs. And that's the one thing he just was not getting. He just needed like a little sliver of an opening. And I think now is going to be a different story looking at this season because <laughs> the cuts that they're bringing in. Now we go through this training and they we've got some size on the line on both sides, fortunately. Yes. So which I'm, is good too. Yeah. iron sharpens iron. I know people hate that phrase because it's corny, but it really, really does. We've brought in a lot of defensive line talent as well to push that O-line talent. And I don't want any of this to come off as like uh, a knock on last year's team or, or knock on no. last year's guys. But it We're really not knocking is. knocking on anyone. We're just course. talking about the additions and right. how much the better we anticipate them. them to be. Like it, it truly, it goes back to what I was saying before where coaches, you can teach skills and so on and so forth, but eventually like you just need the God-given talent. You need the size. You need the strength, the girth, the weight, the whatever you, you want to mm-hmm. call it. And uh, it, it's going to be exciting. Last year as well, it felt like Tylen Hines just getting hit in the backfield before he... Oh, yeah. Like it... it First contact was behind the line of scrimmage a lot of times. And for a guy like Christian Vaughn, who, like we're talking about, is this built tree trunks of legs, probably going to be able to shake off, especially those bigger defenders, the, mm-hmm. the D linemen a little Your bit edges, easier. Maybe, yeah. Tylen Hines isn't necessarily going to break as many tackles like that. He's going to slip through them. Mm-hmm. But also, it's hard to slip through them when you're getting hit once, twice, three times behind the line of scrimmage. And then it's like you bounce off and hopefully a productive run is just getting back to the line to gain. And that was a big part of when you look at the final stats, right, where we didn't have a lot of yards rushing. It wasn't our failure to try. It was just, as you mentioned, almost every attempt felt like it was negative yardage because it is behind the line of scrimmage. And that's what happened. So at the end of the season, the final tally is just your what you're netting in rushing yards. It's just not. Yeah, we took a dip in that. But it's OK. We're changing we're turning it around this coming season. Welcome, Coach Arsenal. Yes, there you go. Another guy. Even though you, everyone will be like, wasn't he a wide receivers coach? Hey, they know what they're so doing. So something you're going to find in football in general, every coach typically seems to have some sort of experience in every coaching role. Mm-hmm. For example, my friend who played offensive line his entire life, guess what? He just served the season as a running backs coach. <laughs> well, I love him. Kind of it it does tie together. But also Robert Sala, guess what? He was a tight ends coach when he started. Now he's a defensive mastermind as a head coach, right? People can learn things. It's good to have different <laughs> experiences. That's well, my big thing. Well, just like Timmy Chang himself being a tight exactly. ends coach, and he's like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time for the, the state of Hawaii. And I, I remember when that first came out too, I was like, Timmy's a tight ends coach. I thought the same thing. Like, that's interesting. But I mean, the quarterback does throw the ball to the tight end. So you coach it from a different perspective, kind of telling 
or, you know, no, like telling the tight end, this is kind of the route that you should run for it to make it easier for the quarterback to hit you and all that kind of stuff. By the way, when I was looking through this on Warrior All Access, speaking of tight ends with Frank Kahoa Abru from Kamehameha School's Maui coming in, 6-4-2-10. I'm going to be honest. I still can't believe his last name's not Abreu. I know it's Abreu. It's I Coach Chang said it was a brew during that like the signing day. <laughs> That's right. I and remember. that was the first time because I at that point I had just all I had been doing it like I had just read it and it to the point I'm a Yankees fan, right? I'm yeah. a big baseball guy. So like Bobby Abreu and all the Abreus throughout baseball. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And coach just kind of drops. Yeah, and then Frank Abreu and I'm just like, who the heck's that? I'm like, did I miss <laughs> like did I miss a signing or like who who committed that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm I am the dummy here, <laughs> so I I always giggle whenever I hear his name because I it's totally just like, forgot about that. It's like oh, that's right. And then you got me thinking because I was like, is this just the way that we see it here? No, everybody. Because I asked my friend who she grew up in Pennsylvania, she was like, yeah, I would say that a brew, huh? So I I was oh. the dumb one here apparently, or the one who was off off the mark. So. <laughs> If anybody was in my shoes, I hope you know that you weren't alone, at least. That's awesome. All right, got to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, change it up ever so slightly and go over to the volleyball court, talk some UH men's volleyball, and we will hear from Kurt Neusterer, who I hope I said that right. It's like, I know it's said the way it's spelled, but when I hear it coming out of my mouth, I feel like I say his last name wrong. I don't know. But we'll come back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. I am Kuule Agbayani alongside DJ Pauly B. I hope you guys are having as much fun as we do in the mornings. And uh, I mean, if you're still listening and you listen to on the podcast, I I would assume that you want to have some fun in the mornings. And that's exactly why you listen, which is why you are the beautifulest of all the beautiful people, except Alan. (laughs) I hope he's listening today. He does say he listens in, but sometimes it's hit or miss because I know he's busy with his other management duties. I've but seen him walk. I know. So I'm forth, like, Ooh, so. I hope he's listening right now. And just as I want to see him like run past the window and like right. give me the stink eye and be Always. like, I heard this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are talking now about the beautiful thing that is University of Hawaii men's volleyball as they get set to take on or go on the road for the first time this season. Had a week off after, you know, they are three and one right now lost that second match to Loyola Chicago and they go on the road to play Purdue Fort Wayne. Well, technically they already left, but Purdue Fort Wayne tomorrow and Friday, those games will be at two o'clock. Oh, I thought someone was walking past and I thought that was Alan. I was like, we did it, but it wasn't. I saw, I saw the movement out of my <laughs> peripheral and I thought the same. <laughs> and then on Sunday they play ball state, which is, you know, they tend to be a team that competes and are, the volleyball to capital see. of the world. Yeah, they bring that up in the in the interview <laughs> that you'll hear from Kurt pretty soon, and it's hilarious. But uh, before we get into the interview, going over the AVCA uh, NVA National Collegiate Men's Volleyball Poll, Hawaii has slid back a, sl- a spot at number four now. 
uh, behind Long Beach State at three, UCLA at two, and Ohio State at one. And right behind Hawaii are Grand Canyon, Stanford, UC Irvine, BYU, Penn State, and Pepperdine rounding out the top 10. And Ball State currently ranked number 15 on the poll. But hey, season's still early and Hawaii does need to go on the road and take care of business in Indiana, which is the home state of Kurt Neusterer. Neusterer. I'm sorry, Kurt. I'm try- I'm pretty sure, but we so I feel you, like Kurt. I am saying it right. It's just that when I hear myself say it, I I don't know. Anyways, here's <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> How excited are you to to return home and to be able to play in front of family and friends? I'm so stoked. I got a ton of people reaching out already, talking to me about which game they're going to. I'm really excited to see some familiar faces, and uh, I'm also excited to see uh, our super. A supportive group of fans that travel out to see us, you know, beyond my friends and family. So, a lot of new members of the Ohana that I'm going to be meeting up with. Is is this something that you thought was going to happen? I mean, coming out to the University of Hawaii, knowing the conference that UH is in, did you think that you'd ever have an opportunity to play in Indiana? I honestly, it didn't really cross my mind, and I'm very surprised because this is the second trip we're we're doing out to Indiana in the past. Uh, three years. So I've been here three years. This is the second time we're doing it. And we haven't played a lot of other schools uh, in that part of the country, but we've played Ball State twice now. So um, I'm super stoked and just overall really grateful. You guys had a week off last week. How, how do you guys kind of, you know, use that to your advantage is like, you know, get a rest and not actually have any games, but also it kind of breaks up kind of the flow, right, of going from week to week with matches. How do you guys kind of um, handle that without you know, having it affect you guys um, during match weeks? So at this part of the year, we're really trying to push it. I mean, you say a week off to rest. And it was <laughs> Charlie, Charlie and the other coaches made sure there wasn't a whole lot of resting. Uh, you know, we came off some uh, pretty clear wins against Emmanuel, and our bodies were feeling pretty good. And as a team, I think we all kind of have an understanding that we need to do better in a lot of things and we have a bit of a sense of urgency. Um, as we get into tougher and tougher opponents, you know, that free time in between games isn't, you're not getting a whole lot better. You're just kind of rehabbing and staying, staying in touch with things you've already worked on. So in that off time, we were really working to make sure that we could be the best we can be for the tougher opponents we have coming up. Kind of piggybacking off Rob's question, um, is there any good story at all about when you found out you were going to get to play there again? Because it's like, at the end of the day, you're playing volleyball in Hawaii. It's like, who expects to be going to play in back home in Indiana? Any good story? Yeah, like when you found out that you'd be going back and playing again? or I think I got, I got some good friends on the team in Indiana, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited. Um, you know, last time we went and played at Ball State, we, had a, we were missing four guys. We were missing Chaz Phillip. Guillerme and Jakob, and we lost twice. So hoping to rewrite the script a little bit. Um, you know, they they introduce the Ball State team. The announcer says, welcome to Muncie, Indiana, the volleyball capital of the world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, living here, playing in the stand with our amazing community, you know, I always look forward to hearing that. So more, more than anything, I'm just excited to, to be back home. And, you know, Charlie's from there too, so getting to connect with him a little bit about his growing up, I think, will be fun, you know, sharing stories. So, yeah. 
when you look at this season and, and uh, last year, when you got thrown into the fire, so to speak, you talked about how everything was kind of just, your head was spinning, everything was going so fast, and to now have an entire offseason knowing the role you're going to have. And then starting the season with a couple of matches before there's a gap, just the comfort level this year as opposed to last year. Yeah, I think I'm definitely more comfortable than I was this time of year last year. Um, but, you know, with the new role, there's also a little bit of a higher sense of urgency. You know, last year I got thrown in in some really big games uh, because of Cole's illnesses. And, you know, in those situations, there's kind of no pressure for me to play well. You know, if I do bad, okay, I hadn't really set any expectations. But now that there are some expectations and I sort of have to carry a bit of the load, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm, uh, I don't want to say burdened, but that I have that on my shoulders. But um, it's a different, different mind state. You know, it's not like um, grateful to be here. I'm just lollygagging around. You know, I got my spot now. It's uh, a lot more of I have a responsibility and a commitment to the six other guys I'm playing with and to, uh, to everyone else that's in our gym working with us and to the fans and our whole community. I've got a responsibility and a commitment to them to do well. So um, my head is is not as crazy spinning, but um, there's definitely other emotions going on inside my head. And that was Kurt Neusterer from University of Hawaii men's volleyball. He's originally from Indiana, so that's why he's talking about going back home as the men's volleyball team is on the road, play Fort Purdue-Fort Wayne tomorrow and Friday, and then Ball State, the team that apparently likes to say they're the volleyball capital of the world, but as you heard Kurt say and in another part of the media scrum, you know, Charlie Wade is just like everyone gets a chuckle out of it when they do that during the intros because come on, man, like at least be like super legit. Like nowadays you got especially on the women's volleyball side, you know, we've got like Nebraska and stuff like I can see that. But Ball State, have you I mean, you've played here in Hawaii. Like, how do you how do it you, makes me giggle? How does your conscience like feel good about saying that you're the volleyball capital of Hawaii? Because like, I'm no. sure I am sure the person who is saying it didn't have to make the trip to Hawaii. <laughs> so they're totally fine saying it like that. It's I don't know. It was funny, though. Charlie Wade, also somebody from Indiana, though, he yeah. was a little bit less excited about going home. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, it's just a business trip. Charlie gave the ultimate coach answer, the ultimate Beeman answer of uh, we're going there for business. Um, but overall, a big time trip for them. You heard Kurt talk about it a little bit where the last time they played at Ball State, they went there shorthanded, but that's not something they use in a, as excuses. Mm-hmm. They went 0-2. That's not something that they almost ever do mm-hmm. even with shorthanded and you heard Spiro you didn't hear him but Spiros Hakas also talked a bit about it how like that's definitely on their mind still it's it's a big trip it's a big business mm-hmm. trip for them but it's also going to be a fun one Kurt back home he like he said going to have friends and family in the stands not to mention our wonderful fans who always travel and that or contingent that are- at states already and they just you know go and they want to support because we are the volleyball capital of the world (laughs) it's gonna be cool uh if you get an opportunity to watch them and you don't normally watch men's volleyball for whatever reason um Mm -hmm. do like just straight up watch it it's uh one of the most high-flying fun sports and um 
you can hop on the Hawaii bandwagon, man. We're pretty darn good over here. Yeah, and Kurt brought up an interesting point personally for him as a player where he mentioned last season he was able to get into a few games because of, you know, injuries and some people were sick and whatnot. So he was kind of just playing, you know, no expectations for himself. But now that he is in the regular rotation, he knows how important, like, his job is and for him to play for everyone next to him, play for his team. And we've seen it through the first, like, few games. We're like, oh, Hey, Kurt, like he's been a very exciting player to watch as this whole team has been, you know, Charlie's uh, answer is Charlie's going to be Charlie and be like, there's still a lot of stuff we need to work on. And like you said, even like how the coach Beeman answers are like, you can be doing the best, like ever, all the fans are entertained. I was and happy it's with like, the first well, quarter, but you know, I was a little disappointed with the next three. <laughs> the opening set was pretty good, but our serves weren't that great today. Yeah, But I don't know. We chuckle though, but you and I have been coaches, Paul, and that's totally how I would be it's, too. Like, eh, there's a right. reason, like we joke, but there's a reason those two coaches are amongst the top of the Mm -hmm. ones here at UH year in and year out they are successful they get results that's not by accident that's all I'll say I even want to throw coach Robin in there too because sometimes her and I have like unofficial discussions and she's very much the same too like Oh, like especially when she talks about setting and it's so true when Kate is like I get it the hardest because she was a setter Kate, like it, it could be like the difference of like a few inches and Robin is just like the she set should have been almost... from here it should have been up here but you know what she was is selected she's a hall of famer now and it's like well that's almost where I was gonna say is like I almost have coach Robin in her own category <laughs> like she's she is a USA volleyball hall of famer mm-hmm. who is also Amongst the top. So good job by you to make sure she comes up as well because, um, yeah, there are three coaches at UH who – there are a ton of coaches at UH. I don't want to leave any out. See, now but, we're going to have to bring – Right. Now just it's to like, see all of them. Right? I'm like going through all of them in my head and <laughs> like, just oh, like, no, no they're good. They, they And that's something that shouldn't be taken for granted either. And I'll, in my spiel with this is like the University of Hawaii, I know that there are plenty of like up and downs seasons – but overall, when it comes to the athletic programs, there aren't many ones that struggle. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of ones that finish over 500, finish in the top half of their conference, finish in the top half of the nation and a lot of times. And that's, they do very well, well too. And that's the thing that goes without saying where every single team, it feels like, has an ability to post the graphic at the end of each semester of like, yeah, we're, you know, we're towards the top of the Big West, we're towards the top of the Mountain West, we're towards the top of the conference in our academics, oh, and our performance on the field court, whatever. So just a shout out to the University of Hawaii Athletic Program in general, that way I can get all the coaches off my back because you all are wonderful people who I love working <laughs> with. All right, wrapping up the University of Hawaii men's volleyball conversation, so on the road, and then they come back home to play next week Friday at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center against Tusculum. They play two games Friday and Sunday and then a big time matchup against Stanford, which is always fun. As we mentioned, as it sits right now, poll could change next week by the time they play Hawaii ranked number four and Stanford a couple of slots behind them at number six. So, you know, that'll be a fun game to come to. That will be on a couple of weeks from now, excuse me, February 7th. And then they'll have the alumni game on February 9th and then play Stanford uh, later on that same day. So it'll be a fun time. I can't believe it's just getting started. It's going to be so much. This team is so fun to watch. So I hope you guys hope to see you guys there. All right. When we come back, we will close it out with some, I mean, as if our show isn't already positive.
more positivity of what happened yesterday. Next on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuale Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back in, you guys, Kule Agbayani and Paul Brecht. All right, I lied. The last thing to wrap up our men's volleyball conversation is a text message we got from our Alan Mia saying, because if you guys don't know, Alan does do some PA announcing on the side and like at the University of Hawaii. So <laughs> he said, I got beef now with a PA announcer from Muncie, Indiana, WTF. <laughs> Because Muncie, Indiana is where Ball State is located. And as we mentioned, their PA announcer talks about the volleyball capital of the world. Blah, 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 blah. So now Alan got beef with the PA announcer in Muncie, Indiana. I just thought I'd share you guys, share that with you guys to wrap up our conversation. All right. So before we get into some Pac West basketball to close it out uh, and some positivity stuff, a lot of reactions, you guys. I love how um, I posted last night I was at the For the Love of the Game baseball fundraiser event and as I always do I took my selfie with the goat of baseball broadcasting Mr. Don Robbs happy belated birthday I never mentioned it on the air and I told him like yeah 50 years young we're gonna go with that He's he looks 50 great years young. for 50 sounds incredible still and I did put it in his ear and I got to coordinate with Scott Robbs that you know, we're going to have him on this show. We're going to talk yeah. story about baseball and get all of his memories. And I, I told him about you, Paul, up and coming talent. And I, he, inv- and how I said, I was like, oh, I'm going to have my guy sit next to you at baseball games so you can tell him all the backstories of UH baseball and all the fun memories and stuff. So, because he's usually there, he sits kind of on the, the middle concourse by the popcorn stand. And I've sat next to him before. And it's just so fun, like talking to him about baseball and like just, he's the one that made me fall in love with baseball. Who you know, baseball is my sport. Exactly. Like I, I love baseball. I've been and all And you guys, 30. he's wearing the Yankees hat right now as I we am. speak, actually. I am wearing my Yankees cap today. <laughs> so, no, I've been to all 30 ballparks. I'd love to sit down and chit-chat and just take in a, an old ball game with them. So, uh, and anybody should, by the way. This year's baseball team going to oh, be man. really, really fun. A lot of talent on there. If you didn't catch our interview with Coach Rich Hill, that is up on YouTube, yes? Or going It'll to be? It'll be up today. It's going to be up on YouTube. It is where you can get most podcasts, though. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also on our website. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to tune in, listen to that, get a little feel about the man leading the base bows, check that out if you'd like. But Charging 20-foot yeah. waves. Yeah. A lot he's of, so funny, though. He's cute because he's totally him. acclimated to here because I brought it up last night because I was talking to Craig and uh, Rich was like standing right next to us. And I was like, yeah, I told Craig, I'll... F- beg you to find any division one coach that will charge 20 foot waves and then rich was like oh but that's the face though and (laughs) i was like hey (laughs) and then i explained to craig the way that we measure you know hawaiians that like it's technically like half the size if we're we're measuring the backside yada 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 i was like either way come on rich like give yourself more credit even if it is quote unquote just the face that's i I was still i will find i was gonna say i'll still Find a Division One coach that will even rush a ten foot wave face. Like, no, thank you. It's scary, but it was a fun time last night. They should have the World Series in like Southern California, and then just have all the managers have a surf <laughs> contest versus each other, like to open kind of like a 
Olympics opening ceremony oh type of deal. That would be fun. That would be so fun. <laughs> oh, and we'd so win. weird. We'd win. <laughs> I, no. We absolutely would win. We'd win every every year. We'd win both the <laughs> tournament and the surf competition. But no, fun night last night. Shout out again. Happy belated birthday to Don Robs. Got a lot of comments too. Some people saying the voice of my youth along with uh, autocorrect, but meant to say Vince Scully, obviously that everyone grew up with. Someone said Don Robs baseball, Jim Leahy football. And it's just, it's my thing though. Every time I see Don, which is usually either at a baseball game or at this event every year, I, and he's used to it. I was like, you know, we have to do our usual thing. And I take a selfie. I have probably like six selfies. Like I've been doing it for the last oh, few years. Like we got to take a selfie. Got to take a selfie. He's used to it already. At this point, it's just he, he's succumbed to the fact that, <laughs> that it's okay, happening. take a selfie again. No, but he's he's the best. All right. So wanted to share that stuff with you guys. Looking forward to baseball season getting underway. And yeah, Craig Angelus, another big baseball fan as well. So he was there having a good time. I did kind of overhear him say about like, oh, interesting size of our team because we're not, we're probably uh, the size of our team is probably not what Craig is used to seeing on the continent where you have like some of these really humongous baseball players, you know, but hey, it's all about winning. Just like HBU baseball, undersized, but let's go. I was going to say, you're telling me that Coach Dane wouldn't have taken that from his tweet. (laughs) No, I... uh... Sorry. Anyway, that's a good segue into HPU discussion now. A big game yesterday. Uh, Once again, mahalo for listening that you guys tuned in to Paul and Kyle. Uh, The women, unfortunately, they kept it close the entire time. So that was good. It was a great game. Yeah, ultimately falling to Azusa Pacific 69-51. However, the men's game... With a crowd full of all the cakey from, uh, where is it, Noilani Elementary School and Manoa Elementary School beating Azusa Pacific in front of that packed, loud crowd, 66-58. Our Chaz Antai was actually, you know, I was running the board for the men's broadcast and Chaz was listening and he's like, wow, it sounds awesome over the air hearing all the kids screaming. So, I mean, kudos to Jesse Nakanishi for having that partnership, bringing the kids in because... That's also what kids remember. And then you help them become not only basketball fans, but Sharks fans as well, because they will remember that time that they went to that game, because that's what I remember is going to games. And that lives with you forever. I always bring up baseball and uh, going to the Cane Fires game at Hans LaRange Park. And every time I go back there, it just means something else. So we're creating the new, you know, basketball fans that they will remember for a long time. And of course, when you come out with the win like that, like the Sharks did, that's even better. It was such a fun day inside the Shark Tank. You mentioned it. The The men's basketball program has been doing an awesome job all throughout this season. The outreach program, their Shark Bite mentorship program, like you said, working with Noelani and Manoa Elementary Schools, mm-hmm. 415 screaming kids in there, and man, were they screaming. <laughs> Got home, my head was hurting. <laughs> day was all over, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Every single person I talked to, whether it was Paco Local, the PA announcer, the coaches for HPU, the players, other fans, anyone who was in it, in attendance yesterday, said the same thing, felt like a playoff game because of the environment those kids made it. And what a phenomenal win for the HPU men's team coming up over the preseason West favorites in Azusa Pacific. Mm-hmm. The Cougars tried to make things interesting late, and it was the same thing that we've seen through most of the season for HPU, which was end-of-game execution. When things started to get hairy, 
they settled down, locked it in, and really it was Diggy Winbush who, I mean, has really been Mr. Clutch all throughout mm-hmm. the year. And on the other side for the women's team, a tough matchup for them. Nationally ranked Azusa Pacific coming on in, unbeaten in PacWest play. Up at halftime, HPU by three. Third quarter starting to sputter, go down in the fourth, just down, just down one, two, going into the fourth. And the wheels kind of fall off in the fourth quarter. The offense goes completely cold, and Osusa Pacific comes up with the win. But nonetheless, three quarters of phenomenal play and hard, hard effort by the women's program. Yeah, so shout out to both teams because kept it, kept it very interesting. Again, you can listen to those games on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts in case you missed it. Now, we won't have a basketball game until later in February when they play Chaminade on the air, that is, but hope you guys can go out to the Shark Tank and support them. The bummer is that like a lot of these games are like the same time as the UH Women's Games, so if you're going to both, it's all good, but we got to go. Bye!